Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Terry Lin here, Travis Marziani. Long time we haven't talked since he was traveling to Africa. So, Travis, what's going on? Well, uh, as you were talking about, I traveling around Africa. I didn't um, didn't really work at all, which is kind of nice. So it was it was actually the first time I've traveled long term with another person. So I've been doing a lot of solo traveling, and it's it's so much better traveling with another person. So it was a really good trip to just kind of relax, unplug. And the good thing about traveling is it gives me a lot of clarity now on like the, the direction I want to take a business. How did you manage the business when it was gone? Like, did you not log in at all? Or did you kind of tell your staff what to do? I mean, do? it's pretty much on my end of things is pretty much on autopilot. The marketing is, it's all AdWords and, you know, things like that, that I can automate. Um, as far as production, my mom handles a lot of that. So that part was, and we have employees. Actually, I mean, I guess the bigger part is we have employees that handle all of that. So, yeah, it's it was no different traveling than it was the last few months before that, basically. Yeah, so one thing I remember you told me last year was that summer, it kind of slows down. Like, are you guys doing anything different this year to kind of prepare for that? Or Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. I think what I'm going to do, I, I have mixed feelings about this, but I think I'm going to spend a little bit more time on Amazon and trying to, because I think Amazon will slow down during summer, but maybe not to the same degree as our main business does. So I'm going to try to use some Amazon to counteract that. We also, hopefully, it's not, it's not official until the check comes in. At least that's how I feel. But we have a, at least one or two like pretty big orders that should be coming in that should help float us um, through the summer. But and we're doing the same thing we did last summer as well. We're using our employees to stock up on like our best selling items so that when the season comes, we'll have stock of our, you know, better selling items. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the one thing about like B2B big orders, like like nothing happens until the money or deposit comes in because then it's just all talk and people can always drop out for random reasons too. Yeah, that's why I try not to get too excited. I mean, I think this one order should be around $12,000, which is a nice chunk of change. I mean, I think last year in June, our entire month of June was like $12,000. So that would be nice to have, but it's all talk until we get the money. Yeah, when it comes to clarity of the business you mentioned earlier, anything you found new to being away for a while? You know, I think uh, at least for me, in life, it seems like all the all the decisions I make that are like really big epiphanies were, are are almost really obvious. It's like I, I saw it there, but it was just like there's this clutter in the way. But then you kind of get away and it's like, well, no, I, I knew that this is what I should do. It's kind of like watching the grass grow. It's like, you know, the grass is growing in the back of your head, but you don't really believe it. And then you go away for a while and you come back and it's like, well, duh. Uh, it's not the perfect analogy, but I mean, for instance, for me with Amazon, it's something I've been thinking about, but I come up with all these excuses of why I shouldn't do it. Some of which are probably semi-valid, but you go away for a little while and it's like, nah, let's just try it out. Like what's the worst that can happen? Alrighty, cool. I guess we'll get into this episode. And so this episode is kind of an update on what I've been doing the last three months and the new store, new project I'm working on since it's kind of been under wraps for probably like almost half a year now. So today kind of uh, have Travis ask me questions about it and just kind of, uh, you know, run through this thing real quick. So I'll let you handle it. I, I, and I'm, I'm really curious about this because for the listeners that don't know the story, I found Terry, this store, this podcast, the build my online store podcast before I was a host. And, you know, I was listening to it and I would hear about baller leather, uh, the wallet company. And, you know, I'm, I, I thought it was kind of a funny idea. Um, there's definitely some good to it, but so what happened to the, the wallet store, I guess, what happened with that? Yeah. So basically, uh, earlier in the year, uh, I met this contact to redo 
some inventory here in Vietnam and I met with him and basically the price he was wanting to charge like $15 to make one wallet and I sell it for like $39 which basically doesn't make any sense and basically everyone I shopped around here was around like $12 to $15 here for that quality of that then I was like all right this is stupid to you know put all this money in this inventory that really is going to break even at least and so you know I basically thought about that and like you know what I really don't care about wallets that much and so basically I parked everything to Etsy uh, and then I shut down the cart because I'm going to be reusing it for a new store, basically. You shut down. It wasn't the cart still making you some money, though. Yeah, but I drive it all to Etsy now because like they got better. I feel like Etsy converts higher than my own store, which is kind of funny. Like it gets more traffic and more conversions there too. So I was waiting to sell like the remaining thirty to forty wallets left, and then I'm just going to let that kind of uh, go on its own. Could you sell it? No, I don't know. I think, I think I don't know. We'll see about that. But I just like putting more effort into that is just kind of like feel like it's not the best ROI of my time and energy, I feel like, at this point. So, uh, you know, once that's done, you know, we'll just let it sit on Etsy and, you know, maybe just shut it down or we'll see. What All right. One more question about that, actually, about the, the wallets. Um, so what about, so actually, no, two questions. The first one is you said you get it for like 12 to $15 and you're selling it for 39 So what's eating up the rest of the cost? Is it like the shipping and stuff like that? or Yeah, it's the free shipping. So each wallet costed about 250 to ship from Chicago. Uh, and then the USPS first class was around 350 since it's a pretty small item, right? So that's like another six bucks. And then assuming there's some freight to send it over there, which averages out to like, say, another three per unit you're looking at nine plus you know 12 21 and then your 39 dollars you have your processing fee which ends up getting around like 37 so really it's like you know it's just you like the scale to move that to like some decent level just doesn't really make sense so you're still making like 10 bucks but it's like it's just not worth your time basically yeah exactly it's just to, you had you had to like churn through so much more um, sales to actually get anywhere and then like i looked at kind of like even like if I did a rebrand, like the USP wasn't really as strong, I think, like just from like a marketing angle. So I was like, you know what, let me just, uh, you know, pause this for a bit and take a break. So this is what I did from like January to like February. Right. So let's talk about the new project. So what are you currently working on? I mean, I already kind of know, but I'll, I'll ask. Yeah. So I told you this in February. And the biggest reason I didn't tell anyone here is because uh, back then it was just an idea. Like I was toying with it and I didn't really like sharing stuff. It's like, well, I might do this, I might do that. And then you tell people and then two months later, someone listens to it and they're like, well, what happened to this? And it's just like, you know, it just makes causes more trouble for me because I get these emails like, hey, what happened to this? What happened to that? And I was like, I'll just wait till it's ready uh, to show people. And and I can just focus on working on it instead of every two weeks giving up an update. It's like, you know, probably like 15 hours of time. I could devote to it too. So uh, that being said, uh, the project is called Forever Home Blankets. So it uh, comes from my experiences kind of volunteering in animal rescues. So uh, with a lot of overpopulation, a lot of shelters have dogs and cats sleeping on cold cement floors. Uh, so what happens is that imagine if you're in jail uh, sleeping on the floor, like it sucks, right? In the winter, it gets really cold. So uh, basically the idea is that for every blanket we sell, we will give one to an animal shelter. And so basically the blanket gives an animal a chance to feel warm, uh, they get safe, they can be relaxed, be themselves, and then this allows potential adopters to actually see who they are, uh, what they are like maybe at home, and then increases their chances for adoption so that they could hopefully not get euthanized uh, because there's just so many uh, out in the streets. And so I know like with, uh, for instance, with baller, well actually you did some testing with baller leather, but like with this new product, did you do more testing to make sure that it's, it's going to be able to move volume or how do you know? 
uh, this is going to be good. Yeah, so I actually haven't, so the first two months I only did marketing, what I did was uh, I converted all my Instagram accounts to this new project. And so basically what I did was with the Instagram account, I set up a landing page in the bio. Uh, in the bio, it was just, hey, we're giving away 100 blankets for our launch. Uh, join the email list to get a chance to win. So whereas like I think a lot of people do like, you know, we're giving away one product a month. I feel like people may think they not they won't win. So whereas like a hundred is kind of more enticing that you know your chances are bigger. Well, I was just gonna ask. So you're so you're selling the blanket and you're also giving one away. Is that the deal? Yeah. So these blankets are like like I guess like if there's women listening, you guys know what a throw blanket is. But for men, it's like I mean it's really a product more for women. It's like if you're in the office and you're cold, you just need a little blanket to like stay warm. It's not like a blanket you sleep on. It's, it's like a blanket that's big enough where you can bring on a plane too, uh, or like if you're at an airport traveling uh, outdoors, like at a concert or something like that, at a festival at night when it gets cold, it kind of keep you warm. And it's also big enough for like a animal too, because if you have like a bed blanket, you know, you're not going to bring that around and it's kind of too bulky to kind of be convenient too. So basically it's a throw blanket that a human can use, uh, but one will also be given to a uh, shelter. So are you like mainly trying to sell this to women or are you trying to sell this to to women to buy for their dog like is it is there any part of it where it's like oh buy this for your dog and we'll give it to another dog or is it just buy this for yourself and we'll give it to a yeah, dog yeah buy this for yourself and we'll give it to another dog and the interesting thing is that probably 90% of the people that I've been following back on Instagram are women like literally 90 to 95% um so basically and basically everyone uh, that's when emailing me and the autoresponder that replies, it's like a woman too. And just the nature of like animal rescue and shelters is just all women too, which is kind of a good thing because then if uh, they like it, like, you know, they're all willing to share it. Like my Facebook page, it has like probably like 100 likes, but I haven't done anything with it. And like I have a pin post about the giveaway and then there's probably been like five shares. So and it's kind of interesting, these subtle signals that you get. So I guess uh, let me just go over the overall funnel. So basically the first two months, I only collected emails. Uh, right now, I'm at about 500. By launch, I might have probably like 600 or so. And so the funnel is only Instagram and Pinterest. So Instagram, I have it on my personal account. It's me, Terry Lynn, has about like 8,800 now. And then uh, Forever Home Blankets has around 13,000. And so basically, these um, two accounts funnel people into the email funnel, into the giveaway, basically. So it's like click the bio link for a chance to win and sign up for the launch and a chance to win a blanket, essentially. And uh, stats-wise, the company account converts better. It converts right around 36 to 40%. Uh, personal one's a little bit lower, like around 18 to 20. So I guess the reason is that uh, people are fine following company accounts, but if it's a personal, you know, someone personally kind of following you and just chatting with you, it's, it gets a little bit weirder to click through, I guess. I don't know, it's just my observations. I'm not really sure how scientific that is since I only have two accounts. So wait, when you say conversion rate, so let's say you have a 1,000 followers, you mean... 40% of them are... I'm talking about... Okay, what, what I mean is sign-up rate. So, for example, if 100 people click my bio link, uh, there's about 40 that sign up. Because really, like, followers, like, I guess it's cool, but in the end, like, emails is really what matters more, I guess. Because, like, followers are kind of be a vetting metric. But it's just interesting to see, like, you know, how, I don't know how many people click the bio link they actually sign up. Because, like, if you're on Instagram, you're on a mobile device, right? Like, go loading a site is still kind of a pain to ask these days. Uh, so like to get, you know, 35, 40% sign-up rates, pretty interesting too. So are they typing their, like their email in manually or do you have like a click the Facebook button to? No, it's manually input. Wow. Okay. So it's pretty, yeah, I was pretty surprised because the first one, it started out like 20% and then I would change, I would just kind of tweak the page 
uh, here and there. So basically, the way the funnel is set up, there's like a insurance policy where I use Active Campaign. Uh, after they submit the form, they get added a tag with the source. And so basically, for Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, I have three of the same landing pages with three different opt-in thank you pages. And so basically, after you know you have an email redirect, uh, you can send them to a URL, right? So I do that for each form. And then each form uh, has its own goal and analytics just as insurance to see, you know, in case someone's on your site, what do they do after? And the email software can actually track, you know, once they opt in, what tag uh, are they sourced from, basically. So there's like a source Instagram, source Pinterest, source Facebook uh, in active campaign that I have. And then basically I know which channel it brought in, how many emails, and it has like the time and all that stuff too. So whereas like if you just collect 500 emails, you don't know where they're coming from. It's kind of hard to decide uh, where to focus your efforts to. Are you going to continue using this marketing channel of just trying to collect emails and sell it that way? Or in the future, do you plan on switching into something else? Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's converting, if it's signing up people like 30, 40%, like why not keep doing it, I guess. Like maybe I might do some Facebook ads, but I tried that for like two weeks and I was getting each email for like $4. I was like, this, is, this doesn't make any sense to like, it's really expensive. Yeah. And like just to figure out the optimization, like when I can get you know, 50, 60 emails a week doing this Instagram stuff, but it's pretty much for free. Like, why would I pay $4 an email? Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. And is the goal for this to be a Kickstarter? Is that the ultimate? Yeah, so the other thing is too, uh, so I guess making blankets here is something pretty big in Vietnam. Like, textiles is a pretty big industry here, so that was another thing too uh, that kind of lined up with as well. And I guess they're trying to push through TPP. I don't know if you know what that is, like Trans-Pacific Partnership. I mean, there's both sides of the trade deals, but basically Vietnam will basically have tariff-free exports to the U.S. And so, in particular for blankets, the microfleece, it's actually a 8.5% tax. So, uh, if that'd be zero, that'd be uh, pretty sweet. So, and you know, it, the factory is like right around here. Like, I just like, because the thing with wallets back in the day was that it was in China and I wasn't in, living in China. So, like, going back and forth and doing all the sample stuff, it was just such a pain in the ass to like do that too. Like, there's a turnaround time, communication time, and all this lag. Once you got the samples, though, isn't it pretty much just like, hey, give me you know, 100 more of that same thing? Yeah, pretty much. And the thing is, like, Blankets is a pretty s simple product. Like, you just, you know, cut the fabric, put some finishing on it, you know, if you want it to be anti-pilling, and then how you want to stitch it in a couple label tags, and you're good to go, too. So, so I guess, like, let me back up a little bit. So I guess the product is a blanket, but I guess what I'm really selling is not that. Because if you look at it on an emotional level, it's like, uh, someone who's like a hardcore animal lover wants to do anything they can to kind of save animals, right? So this is kind of like giving them a chance to reaffirm that belief in their head, to reinforce that story that, you know, I love animals and I want to make help make a difference. So it's kind of what this whole thing is about uh, on a deeper level. Now the blankets, they go to American shelters or to Vietnam, Vietnamese shelters? Right now in American shelters, just because the way I have it envisioned, the logistics is that once I make it here, it'll go in a container to the U.S. And so uh, once it gets to the U.S., it's just easier to give it to uh, shelters there. And also, like like in the U.S., in the East Coast, uh, you know, it snows, right? So, you know, I think they the animals there need it more because, you know, who wants to sleep on cement uh, outdoors when it's snowing and you have, you know, no blanket? Like, I can't imagine how long I would last. I guess starting out too, I also reached out to about like 20 to 30 shelters just to see if this was something they actually needed. And so pretty much everyone said yes. Uh, if you Google like, you know, top 10 shelter item donations, like blankets usually within the top three. And basically I locked those guys in earlier just to be recipients of it uh, and to kind of like, you know, 
kind of help share it when this goes live too, to get some kind of spotlight marketing on it. Not really, but to like get some influencer marketing in some way too. Since uh, the interesting thing is that the more they share it, like the more benefit they get too, because the more people that buy it, the more blankets they could get too. So it's kind of a built-in self-interest, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Whereas like if it was just, I was selling like a watch, like, hey, would you share my campaign? Well, like, what, are you going to give me a free one? Or like there's, I guess like the 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 value problem is tackling is a little bit different. So I'm I'm still really curious. So so you're gonna do it as a Kickstarter. Uh, what like so walk first off I guess how much are you gonna like make the minimum be? Because I know that last time that kind of screwed you over. Yeah. So last time the goal was way too high I think, and the product just was way too expensive to make. Uh, for this time around, I'm putting some of my own money into inventory. And basically, I just need some help uh, with kind of the shipping and some other logistics that comes with it. And it's a t- chance to actually see if you know, there's actually something people want. Because, you know, until you have that, like we said earlier, until you have the money, like it really is just all talk, right? And so basically, so far, I've spent maybe like 300, 400 bucks on sampling and all the email tools. So, you know, it's not like a huge loss, but it's inter- it'll be interesting to see if we can raise. Uh, the goal is 2K, uh, but hopefully internally, I'm hoping for like five. Uh, or more. So basically, instead of uh, setting a higher goal, uh, even though I'm going to self funnel a bit, I might as well take that amount out. Uh, because when you do that, like say you raise, you're asking for 5K and you raise three, you put in 2K of your own, like you're paying an 8% tax on that because they take 5% and then Stripe takes down the three. So you might as well reduce your goal to like 3K and then not, and then just self fund on the site. Like it just makes more sense. And then you hit your goal faster uh, and then it kind of looks better too in some ways. And so I guess for the rewards, uh, the early bird will be 25 bucks for one. Uh, and if you're buying two, it'll be 49 And then so basically if you buy two, we'll donate two. If you buy three, we'll donate three. So if you buy two, you save a dollar? Well, it goes up to 54 after, uh after the early bird runs. So there's an early bird for the one blanket and two blanket spots. Uh, so the normal reward price is 29 but early birds 25 and for the two blankets normal price is 54 but early birds 49 oh okay i see and basically if i sell out both early birds i will be uh, over the goal so you're gonna have this email list what is your tactic gonna be like when you actually go to launch what's the launch date by the way uh june 28th 10 a.m eastern 10 a.m all right so tuesday on a tuesday morning what are you gonna do with the email list like what do you like are you just going to email them on Tuesday and say, hey, by the way, this is live? Or do you have like a whole like drip campaign? When they first sign up, there's a four-day autoresponder that goes out. Uh, one is kind of thanks for signing up, uh, kind of the contest confirmation entry. And then like kind of some background on how I got this idea. Day two is like, you know, uh, how a blanket can help in case, because some people can't see it directly, I guess, like, you know, because it's pretty kind of like disconnected things, there's some education involved. And then day three is like, uh, you know, here's how you can help. Here's how we're going to launch. And then day four is that stay tuned. Um, and like, you know, we'll tell you two weeks before. And so basically uh, starting at 14 days, seven days, five days, and then three days, and then one day, uh, there's, there's basically like a drip email that goes out. And part of this has to do with, uh, educating people on crowdfunding because there's some people who don't like haven't used it before that's my biggest wild card right now it's like you know will people support this enough to create a kickstarter account to give 25 bucks uh, that's probably the biggest wild card because a lot of these sign up people I, I just look at their background you can tell they're kind of like you know kind of like older woman 
living in the Midwest or in the New York, California area that are probably 30, 35 above. And uh, whether they've used Kickstarter before, I'm not entirely sure. So basically, there's a drip sequence. They'd be like, hey, you know, here's what Kickstarter is. Here how it works. Uh, here's what you need to do, you know, the day of or the day before. And then there's a, you know, kind of 24-hour email that goes out, the email that goes out at 10 a.m. And then, you know, it'll be coordinated with Instagram, too, because I have some photos that'll go on on social, like on a countdown sequence, too. And the cool thing is that once you schedule that, like we're recording this on June 4th, you know, it's still like three weeks away, but I can, I have this, almost half of them all scheduled to go out at the right time. So the beauty of uh, technology, I guess. So other than email, are, are you going to be, well, actually, first let me say, so a 500 to 600 person email list isn't huge, right? Like, I, I don't know, what, what percentage of conversion do you expect? Obviously, you don't know, but. Yeah, but let's I, say like 10% is the worst case, maybe, right? So say 50%. And so the other thing I've been doing ever since last month, which is doing guest posts on like other pet store blogs, I guess. So one of them uh, is like Mailbox, which is like, you've heard of BarkBox before, right? I've heard of it, yeah. It's like the subscription dog. So basically, I've been looking for like other stores uh, that kind of have some product element that's not competing with me, but also is involved in the rescue or shelter space. And then just being like, hey, I can do a guest post here. And so I've done like three so far. I got one store called Hepper, who is a DCer, uh, to share it with me. And he'll email his customer list and everything too. And then Mailbox says they'll share it. And when the day gets closer to, and everyone that's kind of on the shelter list, who I talked to earlier, uh, basically uh, they've agreed to share some photos on their social. But really, I honestly, I don't know if social is really something you can bank on. But um, you know, we'll see. The thing is, the goal is only like two k, so I don't think it's that hard to hit. I mean, my last one was like complete failure, but it hit like two point nine or something like that. But I feel a lot more confident this time because I did a lot more pre marketing, and I get these emails where like, oh, thank you for doing this can't wait for your launch which whatever that means but it's a better signal than crickets you know when you do something too so so if this let's say you do sell like five thousand which is like you know your hopeful goal is this going to be your full-time thing or do you think this is just like a one-time kickstarter i don't know i ever thought that i mean i don't know i, I hope it could be a long-term thing but uh, we'll have to see right, like if it's just like 3k 5k it might just be a one-time thing but if it's like you know say 10 or above with the more momentum, uh, we'll see, I guess. But the good thing is that the minimums are quite flexible with this, this time around. Um, so the, I guess like, um, I guess you know fabrics. Like when you buy a fabric, you buy it in bulk and then you cut and sew and then you package it. Like the process is a little bit different, but it's, I feel like it's a lot more straightforward. And whereas the supplier I met with, uh, they're much more flexible with. And so a minimum run of fabric is around like 300 kilograms, which is like 600 pounds. And that costs about like, 2k ish 2.4 something like that uh, but but they have some other colors and stuff like that that i can use too and mix and match uh, if if i need to offer more too so uh, in terms of like each product it's around like five dollars to make or so depending on like the scale uh, so if you add another one that's donated it's like 10 um and then stuff like that so 25 isn't that high of a margin but it's enough to just kind of get it off the ground and see if this is something people want and then at 29 you know, it's a lot better. Is there a place people can see like a, do you have prototypes like people could see a picture of or anything like that? Yeah, or? I have it on the Instagram account, uh, forever at forever home blankets. Or if you go to the show notes here, I'll link it to the preview page because the campaign preview page is ready too. So right now I'm just letting people who haven't seen the campaign before, uh, to kind of take a look to see if anything's confusing or if anything's losing their attention. Cause I feel like sometimes when you're too close to a project, 
like you don't know what people who haven't seen it think and then it can kind of change your copy and make it not as effective because you think people know this when they actually don't essentially so uh, well ahead of schedule i guess one month you know we still got like what 24 days until launch so just trying to get all the feedback i can and kind of get like more like you know blogs and other stores uh, on board too until then oh yeah i also have a podcast interview on kind of these social entrepreneurship shows i've been reaching out to them because you know the angle is that there's these kind of blogs dedicated to social impact businesses so it's kind of a different angle that you can get more people on board too, I guess. All right. I'm excited. So yeah, I'm excited to see how this one goes, especially, uh, I, I told you, uh, you know, being honest, I was a little disappointed with the last one. I was like, oh man. I feel like the last one I expected Kickstarter to bring the traffic, whereas this time I'm bringing a lot more to the table, I think too. And, and I feel like within the subscribers or just people I share it with, there's a lot more excitement, especially like people that, you know, love cats or dogs. Uh, they immediately like, oh yes, like, you know, I see my dog sleep in my blanket on the bed so I can understand how, you know, someone in a shelter with no concrete could need something like this too, essentially. And like I said earlier, I'm not really like, quote, selling the blanket. It's selling the idea that you're supporting, you know, a dog out there. And I guess the difference is that if you look at like a lot of these nonprofits, you know, they're always, they always need donations. And so people always get hit up all the time. Like, Hey, you know, donate to this, donate to that, go fund me this, go fund me that. And so, you know, I think for people who want to give money, it's nice to get something in return in some ways too. Cause you know, like people, what's in it for me. Right. So basically this is a way uh, to match that model and to hopefully make an impact too. So I still think there's something to like selling blankets meant for dogs. Um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I just because like every time you talk about this product to me, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'd buy it for my dog. Like it, it never occurs to me. I think like, it, oh. I think it would make it easier that way. Whereas like if it's one for a dog, like one for one dog for dog kind of thing too, then it becomes like a pet product, not like a. Yeah, I guess it's a lower yeah. price point. Is the fear with that? Yeah, because if you look at some of the ones on Amazon, they're like nine bucks. But the thing is, like those cheap ones pill easily. Uh, so this one I have has both sides uh, anti-pilling but, but you know what if it's maybe the dog one is better you know if it doesn't work I'll just relaunch it as a dog one and just retake some yeah. photos and- I mean you, yeah or you could even eventually do like a second product line which is like a little bit cheaper for the dogs or yeah, exactly. I, you know I, I think the original gotta- reason I didn't do that was that since it's like a pet product a pet product market's already pretty crowded whereas like I was thinking maybe the human angle might be different, but I mean, I don't know. But like, but like, if you're interested, just take a look at the campaign page. I'll link it on the show notes. Uh, look at the photos, see if that kind of communicates everything. Yeah. I mean, even still, I, I, I need to see like more pictures because like a blanket is one of those things that you really want to touch before you buy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'll link to the campaign preview page on uh, this episode. I think this is one, episode 182. And so you can leave feedback on there and it'll go live. June 28th, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, um, yeah, take a look and let me know what you think. All right, we'll catch you next time. And, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks, guys.